The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on the Cyberspace Sanctuary do not necessarily reflect those of the ownership and management of the Blake Radio Network. Cyberspace is the place that only a human being locates. There's so much information to chase There you enter an entirely new phase Once you get on the internet Become World Wide Web It's a new Welcome world to the Cyberspace Sanctuary A safe house for your mind I'm your host and facilitator Junius Ricardo Stanley Inviting you to stay tuned For interesting interviews News you can use and programming designed with you in mind. Free your mind, the rest will follow right here on the Cyberspace Sanctuary on the Blake Radio Network. Rainbow Gold. Cyberspace is the place. Cyberspace is the place.
Welcome to the Cyberspace Sanctuary, a safe house for your mind, on the Blake Radio Network's Rainbow Soul. I'm Junius Ricardo Stanton, your host and facilitator, thanking you for joining us and thanking you for your continuous support. We started off the program with a message in the music from the intruders doing Gil Scott Heron's Save the Children, and that will put us in perspective as we speak with our guest, Dr. Stanley L., who is doing that, saving the children. He's encouraging them to develop their skills and expertise from a young age doing digital media. And we'll find all about that when we return following these messages. So don't go anywhere. You're logged on to the Cyberspace Sanctuary, a safe house for your mind. On the Blake Radio Network's Rainbow Soul. Greetings to the Internet Radio family. This is Reverend Valentine speaking. You know, for nearly 30 years, I have had the distinct experience of being interviewed over every medium of communication available to the public. And except for the metaphysical underground, I can think of no other electronic venue that has been more progressive, more innovative, more insightful, more diligent, more diverse in its demographics, and more courageously supportive of the truth than this ever-growing phenomenon called Internet Radio. And this is precisely why I'm here to tell you that it is so vital that you give your wholehearted support to it. Tell a friend. In fact, tell two, three, and four of your friends. If you are a business owner, support Internet Radio by telling your customers and constituents all about it. Let them know that there is a legitimate and important substitute to all of the prefabricated, super-censored garbage polluting our public airways today. Don't allow the mass media to continue to treat you like a mindless consumer drone. Enhance your awareness. Indulge your critical thinking, your reasoning, and your analysis. Do as I do. Log on, listen in, and then let it be known all about your internet radio experience. Chimatep, beloved family, thank you for listening. Walk in light. Junius Ricardo Stanton here with some truly great news. The Blake Radio Network has officially released the new Rainbow Soul iPhone and Android apps worldwide. Now there is also an HTML version for all other cell phones. The apps can be accessed from www.blakeradio.com on the Rainbow Soul page or directly from the iPhone App Store or Android Market. These apps will allow you to lock in exclusively to the Rainbow Soul broadcast with a touch of a button. These acquisitions complete the development and release of all the apps for the Blake Radio Network family of channels, which includes Rainbow Soul, the Alt Talk Channel, and Music Massage, an eclectic mix of R&B, jazz, soul, and reggae slow jams for your listening edification and entertainment. So take full advantage of this opportunity for connectivity and mobility by downloading your respective app 
from your source. Continue listening to the Blake Radio Network's Rainbow Soul and Music Messiah. Gracious Professor Griff, you're listening to Junius Ricardo Stanton. Straight up, we're teaching you all those things you need to know from the neck up, all right? We're definitely doing a checkup from the neck up. This is Professor Griff from Public Enemy, the ex-minister. I'm out. Peace. And welcome back as we prepare for our guest, Dr. Stanley L., who is an author. He's a entrepreneur. He's a grassroots educator, meaning that he's in the community working with young people. He's connected with Rowan University in New Jersey, Southern New Jersey, and he has several radio programs on their university radio station that young people actually produce. And so we wanted to give him some exposure and let the greater world know what he's doing and what can be done as we attempt to save the children. So don't go anywhere. The next voice you'll hear will be that of Dr. Stanley L. Okay, my name is uh, Dr. Stanley L, uh, S-T-A-N-L-E-Y, and last name is spelled E-L. Okay, okay, all right. Share a little bit of your background. Okay, uh, born in Philadelphia and uh, to a Moorish American family, Mm -hmm. the Moors. Moved to South Jersey with my parents. Uh, We had family in South Jersey, so we all grouped together, both sides Moorish Americans. Uh, Moorish American culture is very unique because they're very entrepreneurial. So I basically learned about business my whole life. Mm-hmm. My father had a dry cleaning business. I had businesses. In Philadelphia or here? Both Philadelphia and South Jersey. Okay. Um, yes. Um, so I spent time in Philadelphia with my uncles that had um, businesses, as well as relatives in South Jersey that had businesses. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I grew up. At eight years old, I started my first organization. <laughs> At 12 years old, I was uh, part of the Moorish Science Temple of America. They had a youth group mm-hmm. in business. And at 17, I graduated from high school, decided to give myself a year off before I went to college, uh, and we started entertainment business, and it took off. Okay. Now, what type of entertainment business? Were you a performer? Or you were a behind-the-scenes person? I was actually, I, I was a singer and a dancer, mm-hmm. uh, but I was also the person that handled all the promotional work. And we promoted bands. We had the largest discotheque in New Jersey called The mm-hmm. Time Machine mm-hmm. up in North Trenton, and we had a radio show on Saturdays that we did. It, it grew to that in about two years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you did the whole gamut. You did the promotion. You did the uh, actual bookings. You yep. did everything. That's exactly right. We actually traveled around seven nights a week, different locations. We had our own venue in Trenton, the Time Machine. Uh, we did shows with the Tramps at the time. We did mm-hmm. lights and sound for uh, Grove Watson Jr., uh, Donald Bird. Oh, so, so you actually did the technical aspect. We did that you did too. The sound we did engineering. A, we everything. did. We did it all. It okay. was one stop shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even had uh, coordinated all the talent and things like that. Okay. Too. All right. Okay. Okay. So how long did that last? Oh, guys, from 17 to 23 with that group. And then I continued to do it all in my own company until I was 34, like 17 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, you're married, you have a family. So mm-hmm. what do you, have you always been, you've never worked for anybody else? You've always been an entrepreneur? Uh, at five years at a national company, while I was still doing the entertainment business, I was, uh, because I was doing all the graphics and stuff for, and promotional work for the entertainment company, I decided I wanted to break away and do mm-hmm. some other things. I needed professional training. So I, I got some training, had some apprenticeships, and I went to work for a company in Burlington called Chain Industries for Product Development. I did that for five years. And in that business, it was a little different because what I was doing there was 
actually helping them develop products and taking them into the market, mm-hmm. which really, well, I didn't need that experience. I didn't have so that. So you yet. did the design, the research and development, mm-hmm. the marketing, everything? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. A full, full from initial idea all the way out into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also distribution and sales? and. Well, what happened with that is once I left that company, I was still doing the entertainment. Um, and I stepped off and created Stanell Marketing Support, mm-hmm. my own marketing company. That's when I got involved in more like telemarketing, direct marketing, sales, that kind of stuff. And most of the work I did there for the, that next 15, almost 20 years was with, was with national companies as a consultant providing support services. So I did sales training. I did entrepreneurial stuff, uh, coaching, uh, all the media stuff similar to you, writing for publications, doing public you know, relations work. We had a full-service company. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are you doing now? Okay. Well, the story is when I had two daughters, the second one was born in, like, 93. I decided, like, you know, well, wisdom said you can't be running around when you're trying to raise kids. So I kind of can't. one all over the country. <laughs> I, I, I kind of cut it and uh, just regrouped. And I was a father for however long it was. Uh, to compensate, the wife had to go back to work, and um, I started doing stuff locally. And I'm glad I did because that got me into like the grassroots companies a little bit more. And I saw there was a lack there, which is one of the reasons why I'm here today. But um, I started doing more economic development work because I had a, a knack for that. Uh, that got me a national award for Gloucester County, and then I got involved in the Girl Scouts because I had daughters. I ended up being the regional chair for them, and then the Boy Scouts won a national quality award. So that got my interest more into the youth. So today I'm doing a lot more work with the youth with the intent of using, uh, helping the youth develop their entrepreneurial skills, especially in multimedia. I actually use multimedia as a tool to teach them leadership. And, uh, so the, when you say multimedia, what are you talking about? Are you uh, talking about uh, video? Are you talking about audio? Audio, video, print, the whole right. gamut. You know, there's old school multimedia and there's modern day right, multimedia. Right, right. Today the yeah. kids learn how to do movies on the iPhones right, and the smartphones, right, and that's what right. we're doing. So, uh, but I was there since the, the, the computer came about. So I have all that experience uh, from doing TV commercials mm-hmm. and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just so you did. You not only could you shoot the videos, you edited them, oh, you yeah. did the post production, all of that. Yep, yep. Okay. Most of the times we were working with the production houses, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have in house everything. Right. You just go ahead and oversee it. Um, except for the local, like Jones Cable and things like that, you might have to get in and do some extra mm-hmm. work. But for for the most part, with the bigger things that we're doing, we're using production companies, mm-hmm. you know, to do a lot of the hands-on work. But I do do it. And right today, I'm on an iMac with Final Cut doing editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the stuff I do now is really helping the kids. You know, um, doing things for them, promoting myself. Uh, I have a bunch of work I've done um, in terms of motivational work, stuff like that. I have a spiritual background, so a lot of my work is for myself personally is in that vein. Mm-hmm. And you'll see on the table here, there's like seven music CDs and a couple of music videos and some CDs or DVDs of talks I've done, um, things like that. And I do all my own production work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're here to today specifically to help the South Jersey realtors, uh, give them some idea about how they can market themselves? Well, that, but more importantly, to see if we can get more interest in advancing African-American communities. One of the things that I feel is that um, we don't do enough because it may not be uh, wise from a from a logistic standpoint. You know, price of things, you know, quality of, of, of marketing and things like that are a big thing to me in African American communities. And I have to, you know, I, I will apologize because um, 
I feel today is more important, especially with the younger generation, and they're really growing in a large numbers, uh, to be able to, 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 to touch them in a way that inspires them to, to strive for greatness, to do excellence. Uh, excellent things. I'm here today to kind of share that message with the group here mm-hmm. and hope of getting them on board because I, I see and has experienced through the real estate companies that I've been with that real estate agencies can have a tremendous impact on communities because they're a central resource for information as well as the service of you know selling mm-hmm. up market right, houses. Right, right. But the information is not being utilized right, right. And, and that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how to bring pride back into the communities. Uh, Ray Biden Real Estate, he's done an extremely well job with that in Lawnside, uh, to the point where he's got like five humanitarian awards, you know. And But that's something that can be replicated by any organization, and that's what I want to talk about. The issue becomes, I think the big question is, can we afford to do it? And the thing is, if Ray Byron can afford to do it, any realtor can afford to do yeah, it. Yeah, but the thing is not, not necessarily all about money. It's no. about a commitment. Well, that, that's exactly right. Um, from, from my experience with African Americans, it's all about commitment. And not only commitment to the cause, but a commitment to a cause in a way where we have to learn to work together. Because that to me has always been the biggest right, thing. Right. Um, and I'm hoping that if we talk about folks that are attention on communities and youth, our future in the community, that that'll be the one focal point that'll bring us all together. Uh, as far as an uh, entrepreneur, where, what are your, for your own personal company, what are your short and long-term goals? Long-term, take this national. Mm-hmm. Um, short-term is I have... Uh, you say this because this, this is the, uh, Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this the multimedia program for youth that I have. It's called Multimedia and Leadership for Youth. Mm-hmm. I started the program in 2000. We did it five years in Camden with adjudicated youth and went well. I continue to do it on my own, funding it myself, uh, past 10 years. And um, it's been working really well. I've done numerous groups with it. And now it's starting to get attention from other groups. So I started working with the Boys and Girls Club of Gloucester County last November with the Woodbury Club. Now we have Paulsboro and Glassboro on board. Mm-hmm. They saw the program, and they, they like the idea of taking it national. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the idea with it is if, if we can get the kids' interest, which the multimedia does, then we can teach them other things. Right. And as they learn other things, which is the graphics, the editing, all that stuff behind the scenes, I can, we can get their skill level to a point of proficiency where we can offer those services to nonprofit organizations initially and say, look, we'll give you the services. Let them get the experience, bring the level of skill up to a certain level of quality, and then start offering it to local businesses. But you could also offer it uh, as a professional service because one of the things that I'm seeing and I'm hearing, a lot of people shy away from nonprofits because they don't think it's a quote-unquote business. So, so we need to get our young folks, okay, yes, it's great to be service-oriented. It's great to have skills and offer them to, to volunteer organizations mm-hmm. and all that. But you also want to get them to think in terms of the bottom line so they can start hiring people. That's, and that's exactly right. Good point. One of the things that we've done with this program, we have uh, Rowan Radio. Mm-hmm. I've been on radio at Rowan for 20 years next year. Um, and we incorporated that into the multimedia training. So we do like twice a year, six weeks. Mm-hmm. The other part of that is we work with the Los County Education Network, the local cable channel. Mm-hmm. They gave us so a you half. have a public access show? Absolutely. Right, okay. Well, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. And the kids are actually producing mm-hmm. it. And it's called After School. 
And during that after-school program, we have like five minutes of airtime that we're using to solicit sponsors. They pay for this time. So they're gonna, we're going to be generating fun money with these kids, besides what we do with the professional services once we get, once we get up and running. Well, the plus idea- it shows them... The, the back behind the scenes where you have to if you have a media because that's been our problem with black owned media we can't get the advertising that's exactly right and here we are and, and the funny thing is I did this already with um, the kids before but we didn't have the um, the TV show mm-hmm. up and running so now we're working on the TV show we already have people committing because they know it's kids I learned that you can get to the adults yeah, and kids. Right, 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 right. So that's our focus. Yeah. The idea is to give them as much exposure and experience as possible. The magazine we have, uh, we're going to resurrect our magazine and let the kids be the salespeople. How can people find out about this, get more information, contact you? I, I think the easiest way for people to do is just Google my name, Dr. Stanley L., and put multimedia behind it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get everything that we've ever done on multimedia. Mm-hmm. I okay. mean, it's really amazing because you'll see five-year-olds interviewing adults. You'll see uh, other ages kids because we, we train kids as, as young as we can possibly get them all the way up to college age. Mm-hmm. And we don't use age as a criteria except that, you know, the kids say, uh, you know, they're three years old. Yeah, but like, I'm interested, yeah. They're yeah interested. That's right. Yeah. And what we have found that in the past 15 years is that a five-year-old can show up and do better than a 10-year-old. Mm, a ten-year-old right, can do better right, than a college right, student, right. Uh, so we don't use. Only thing we do is we, you know, we get them involved in the program and watch them perform. We base all of all of their advancement on performance because mm-hmm. if you start bracketing them in the age, you start creating issue with them. Mm-hmm. They don't aspire to mm-hmm. do things. Uh, but when a uh, uh, ten-year-old's working a five-year-old, the five-year-old kicks out something, the ten-year-old gets pumped up. The the seventeen-year-old looks at the ten-year-old and they're like, you know, kicking their butts and, you know, and they want to step up. Mm-hmm. So we have that kind of chemistry. I think it's good. It's a really production and performance oriented. In addition to the electronic media, the radio, the television, videos, do you do computer? Oh, absolutely. Um, because I've been on the computer since they started, uh, one of the biggest things that we're doing right now is a lot with the social media with the kids because that's their world. Uh, let me let me follow, follow up on the last question about the computer. So you teach HTML? You do, you do the whole gamut with them? Well, I don't teach HTML. I know HTML because I did websites before as part of our company. Uh, I got away from it because it's too time consuming away from the other stuff I was doing. But what we're doing is we have kids within our program now that actually can do all that stuff because we've been doing it 15 years. So we have not only the HTML, but we have the folks that can do the technical stuff, the hardware. We have a 17-year-old right now. That's revamping the, the uh, computers for the Boys Club in Paulsboro. He's one of our groupies, been with two years. He turned this PC into a Mac. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, uh, so are you moving into, in, in addition to graphics, are you doing gaming and all? Because that's what the kids really that's, are. That's exactly right. The funny thing about it is um, they're into the gaming. We're not going into the gaming ourselves. We'll let them do that as their own, right. you know, their path. Right, right. But we're going to give them the basic skills and the opportunities to do it. Because in their market, see, they're marketing to the kids, right. and that's where they're making right. their money on the right. games. Right. And, they're, and they're able to do that stuff online like that. Mm. You know, So we're actually helping them to do it, and, and we'll support them with the marketing because of the kids that will be doing that stuff for them. That's kind of how we're handling the gaming. Mm. The program that you have your own uh, proprietary apps and all that kind of stuff, or that's something that they're, they're working on? They, 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 we haven't got to that point yet, right. but they okay. definitely will be doing it because mm. I know that stuff. Mm. You know, um, Back in the day, they used to call those things the black boxes. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay. an app today. Okay. It's yeah. a software okay. application right. short. Right. You know, but um, yeah, we did that kind of stuff before. So, yeah, we want to bring it all. You know, everything, once we give them the basic multimedia training and they get used to the planning and production stuff, then it's up to them to say what direction they want to go, and we're supporting mm-hmm. as early as we possibly can. 
Because what I tell the kids is, look, you don't have to wait till you go to college to do this. Right. Do it right. now. Right. And then when you go to college, you're picking the courses to complement your, your path. Yeah, right. What you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say go national, I mean, do you have a strategic plan or, or, or is it just, okay, if some people call you and they hear this no, and you, they call you, because how would you replicate this in, say, Chicago or Alabama mm-hmm. or California? Mm-hmm. The idea is pretty simple because I've been doing it. Um, when the kids, because we have radio, mm-hmm. because we're TV, because we have internet, right now we're getting a lot of hits just because mm-hmm. of that with the kids. Mm-hmm. An example would be... So you stream, you stream your stuff on the uh, Well, I'm at Roy, on Rowan. We do my show live. We stream right, it live. Right. Uh, we have one show that's on the FM But, side. I mean, do you do um, uh, on-demand? Can, can somebody just go and see your, your they, cable the shows? Podcast, yeah. The podcast that we have up, yes. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't. We don't have the the uh, video streamed yet. We do have. I did used to have a stream. I just didn't maintain it on live stream. Um, but I let it go. Now we're doing the thing for the kids because that was me. Mm-hmm. So we got the kids are going to have to create their own uh, live stream show mm-hmm. or you stream or whatever mm-hmm. they're going to use. Right, right. You know. But yeah, we have that capability for sure. And and it's certainly in the plans because that's the media. That's the world. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about it is one of the, the workshops that I do is called leveling the playing field. Now, I'm not going to talk about it here today, but I am going to talk about the, the, the technology and what it has done. A small, a one-person shop can operate like a Fortune 500 with the technology today. Yeah. 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 And no one knows the difference. If you deliver, no one's going to know the difference. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's what yeah. we want to teach the kids. Mm-hmm. But also we need to teach the adults because the issue that I find with the, the youth is the adults don't get out of the way for them to grow. Yeah. Well, see, the, the young people aren't afraid. No. The adults are afraid of the technology. And they're in the way. Right. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, as we get exposure, the, the adults will understand that they have to let go of the keys of the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tell them how to drive, not give mm-hmm. them the keys. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's a big issue for us. But the national thing is not as hard as it seems because of the Internet and what we've been going, doing all these years. You know, um, I have a pretty strong name in certain industries, um, which is okay. But now I have to t- turn it around so it's the kids that have that name. Mm-hmm. So we're working with uh, young entertainment companies like uh, Entertain uh, Mana Enterprise. We have uh, young rap artists, Christian rap artists that we're working with to help promote them. And it's, it's turned out to be a beautiful thing because they put this stuff out there on Facebook. Bam, it's done. Right, 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 <laughs> so that's how that's right, the answer to that. Right. Um, give give us your contact information again, so that if uh, when people hear this, they can uh, look it up mm-hmm. and contact you. Um, what uh, and and, and following that, is there a certain level of expertise someone would have to have to come to you in a distance location? In other words, you know, say they were in Cleveland, mm-hmm. would, would they have to have a certain level of uh, uh, ecumen to do to do something like you're doing? No, but I do. I would say this: it, we need youth, and we need youth in an organized fashion. You know, you have boys and girls clubs, you have uh, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, you have. These programs were adjudicated yet mentoring. Yeah, pro- right, right. Those are the best uh, groups, types of groups for us to work with because mm-hmm. they already have the, the kids and they usually have some kind of program where there's some structure to it. And the structure is real important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm working with the clubs now and uh, daycare centers. If we didn't have the counselors and, and, and teachers and things there to keep the yeah, kids, right, you know, right, <laughs> they'd right. be all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we do come with structure, but we need that initial base to work from. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the criteria. Okay. All right, so give us the contact information. You have a 
a website, you have any anything that you have, Facebook page, anything that you have that people can see it mm-hmm. and then follow through. On on the, we have a few websites. Um, the main one is called IamThinkingBig.wordpress.com, mm-hmm. and you get kind of a profile. But like I said, the best thing to do because we have so many different entities is just Google Dr. Stanley L and put multimedia behind it, and you'll get. The different organizations, mm-hmm. right. stuff. so they can just pick and choose right. whatever comes up. Because you want to see stuff, right. and we have a variety of things out there. Um, and you, if you just put my name by itself, you'll get my profile. But you want to see the youth. Mm-hmm. When, how can uh, people listen to your program? Okay, um, see on Wednesdays on WGLS eighty nine point seven FM at five o'clock, and that is streamed on the internet as well. And then on WGLSFM.WGLS.Rowan.Edu. At 6 o'clock, we have another radio show called Young America Spiritual Leaders. Okay. Now, but you, you mentioned a podcast, so how can they The podcast that? is also on wgls.rowan.edu. Okay, so they just go up and get, look down in the menu. And, and you'll see podcasts, and you'll right. be able to see all the shows for the past 20 years. Okay, okay, all right, okay. Um, long term, what do you want to do? Uh, uh, you, you said you wanted to get take it national, right. up and running. Um, it, it seems that you've touched on an idea that... Uh, could be a catalyst for learning because I, I just think that education today has not kept up and that's one of the reasons we're losing the kids because it's not teaching them what they, that they're interested in. Absolutely, absolutely. Future, I have four schools that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I call them the, the divinity schools and the one of the schools for the kids, the young kids, is called the center of creation. And the center of creation is... Um, largely a think tank more mm-hmm. than it is anything else mm-hmm. it's the, the the way this thing works is the, the participants or students coming in would have to have an initiative that would serve all humanity mm-hmm. i'm challenging their thinking mm-hmm. you know we're looking for that's, the pioneers the inventors yeah, right, right. you know those, that, those kind of minds those kids that, that have these brilliant ideas and people keep shutting them down mm-hmm. you know i was one of those mm-hmm. I, mean, I got shut down when i started my organization at eight i got my hand slapped mm-hmm. like, what do we think of this boy is eight years old? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they, they were too busy surviving, trying yeah, to survive. Yeah, true, true, true. But today we have access. So, uh, yeah, we're, the school idea, you, you hit it right on that, the nail on the head. Um, looking at education and we're being at Rowan University as long as I have and being in Camden as long as I have been, um, looking at stuff and the kids, they need to be challenged. Mm-hmm. And they need to be challenged in a way that you're feeding in or complementing their ideas right, and ambitions, right, right. not challenging right, and putting right, them down. Right. Okay. Uh, anything that we haven't covered that you think is important that people need to know about you and what you're doing? Um, oh, well, by the way, do you, I mean, do you do e-commerce on your uh, things? No. You get, oh, okay. But I, we have we have folks that are been mentored by us and through the program that are into that kind of stuff. When we have a call from the kids, because their minds are totally different than e-commerce, mm-hmm. they're not in that realm yet. Um, if they demand that kind of stuff, we'll bring it to them. Right now, it seems to be more the multimedia and the gaming stuff and social media. That's their thrust. No, I'm at e-commerce to sell your product. Oh, no. Oh, for my stuff, yeah. I'm, I'm, you, you can put my name in uh, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You see the books and stuff mm-hmm. come up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for myself personally. But I'm not promoting myself. I'm trying to push the Well, but I mean, <laughs> if people see what you're doing, yeah. then they can replicate it. Yeah. Or well, true. Uh, the reason I put this stuff out is because I need to let people see what I'm doing. Right, right, right. Uh, I've been blessed. Uh, 
Julius tremendously with about a lot of talent and ability. And when I talk to people what I do, you know, it's I see people going, yeah, you can't be doing all that. <laughs> you know? So I have to bring myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some people, you're different because you're you're that kind of mindset too. But um, you know, it's one thing when you show kids that when you show kids that what you're doing, they go, wow, I can do all that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they start stepping up to yeah. the plate. When or you see kids say, yeah, I thought about doing it, just show me how. Right, <laughs> yeah. that's right, that's right. But they know you can do it because mm-hmm. their big objection now is that they have adults telling them what to do and they're not doing them themselves. Right, right, right. Or worse, uh, they tell older folks what they're interested in and what they want to do and they get discouraged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, if anything, that's the most important message I want to put out there. And uh, with this organization being in real estate, having the opportunity to really make an impact on communities, mm. I really think that we can have some advocates out there right. with this kind right. of a group. That's right. why I wanted to be right. here, okay. you know, to talk to them and, and see if I can get that message out strong enough. Okay. All right. Thank you. Oh, thank you, man. Okay. I really right. appreciate okay. it. All right. And I'll send you a... Uh... You're listening to the Cyberspace Sanctuary, a safe house for your mind on the Blake Radio Network's Rainbow Soul. Stay tuned. From the ramparts, dispatches from the front lines, observations and commentary on the psychological warfare and the battle for our mind, body, and soul with Junius Ricardo Stanton. This is my most recent piece from the Ramparts, and you can see it at from the Ramparts WordPress.com. You can also see it at uh, Before It's News as well as several of the name platforms like Living in Black, WACPTV.name.com, as well as as Harambe, the Blacklist Pub, and several others. It's entitled Warmongering Techniques. Quote, Perception management is a type of strategy that is aimed at guiding the motives, emotions, and conclusions of another party by means of using different approaches to alter that party's perception of past events and the projections of future events. This particular type of strategy has been used in military operations in an attempt to gain advantages over enemies and has also found use in the business world among competitors. The goal is to alter the perception of the opposing party in a way that provides the manager with an advantage that can be used successfully to score a victory or otherwise defeat that opposing party. Unquote. www.wisegeek.com forward slash what is perception management.htm. There's a war going on for our minds. The ruling class does everything in its power and uses every trick and all the technology at its disposal to control what we think is real, to dominate the narrative about current events and to treat us like mushrooms, keeping us in the dark <clears throat> and feeding us cow manure. It is important we recognize the implications of of the fact that six 
media conglomerates have almost total control over the content and programming of the television shows, cable programs, movies, video games, books, magazines, and newspapers we have access to. To see how much influence the big six, quote unquote, has and how much they actually control, go to http colon forward slash forward slash intro sociology dot net dot blog forward slash 2012-0405, the big six media conglomerates. How much do they really control? We live in an era of deliberate perpetual global war, just like in George Orwell's novel 1984. War is extremely profitable for the big banks, the military industrial complex, contractors, mercenaries, and other sundry and ancillary industries. In order to keep the wars going on a permanent basis, the ruling classes must dupe us into believing we are in imminent danger of attack. We must be conditioned to think we are victims of terrorists, quote-unquote, communists, jihadist fanatics, and menacing blacks around every corner, lurking under our beds, waiting for an opportunity to do us in. Hermann Goering, a prominent Nazi official, explained how Hitler manipulated the people into going along with his imperialist plan. At his trial as a war criminal at Nuremberg, he said, quote, Why, of course, the people don't want war. Why should some poor slob on a farm want to risk his life in a war when the best he can get out of it is to come back to his farm in one piece? Naturally, the common people don't want war, neither in Russia, nor in England, nor for that matter in Germany. That is understood, but after all, it is the leaders of a country who determine the policy, and it is always a simple matter to drag the people along, whether it is a democracy, or a fascist dictatorship, or a parliament, or a communist dictatorship. Voice or no voice, the people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. That is easy. All you have to do is tell them they are being attacked and denounce the peacemakers for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. It works the same in every country. Unquote. www.goodreads.com forward slash quotes forward slash 33505. Why, of course, the people don't want war. Fear, intimidation, ostracism are the primary tools the ruling class use followed by ignorance and the stifling of critical thinking. When we stop to think about it, we are under no real threat from global terrorism. The threat of actual terrorism to you and I is almost nil, unless you count the false flag operations like Oklahoma City bombing, 9-11, London subway bombing, etc. Charts and information from the U.S. Center for Disease Control posted on a blog entitled Washington's Blog Claims, quote, Statistically speaking, you, we are 35,079 times more likely to be killed by a heart attack than you are by a terrorist. You are 33,842 times more likely to die from cancer than from a terrorist attack. Statistics from the Center for Disease Control show that Americans are 110 times more likely to die from contaminated food than terrorism. The annual reports of death in the U.S. due to avoidable medical errors is as high as 100,000. Indeed, one of the world's leading medical journals, Lancet, reported in 2011 a November 2010 document from the Office of the Inspector General of the Department of Health and Human Services reported that when in hospital, one in seven beneficiaries of Medicare, the government-sponsored health care program for those aged 65 years and older, have complications from medical errors, which contribute to at least 180,000 deaths of patients per year. That's just Medicare beneficiaries, not the entire American public. Scientific America notes 
noted in 2009, preventable medical mistakes and infections are responsible for about 200,000 deaths in the U.S. each year, according to an investigation by the Hearst Media Corporation. A new study in the current issue of the Journal of Patient Safety says the number may be up to 440,000 each year. But let's use the lower 100,000 figure. That still means you are 5,882 times more likely to die from medical error than terrorism, unquote. HTTP colon four slash four slash www.washingtonsblog.com four slash 2014 You are nine times likely killed by a police officer than terrorists. HTML. Let that sink in. I'm sharing this so you will not continue to fall for the ruling elite's lame okey-doke about weapons of mass destruction, the threat to world safety, and the latest Hitler and the need for a, quote, humanitarian intervention ruling elite sock puppet media used to dupe us into going along with their campaigns to pillage, rape, plunder. These high-tech barbarians make their Anglo-Saxon, Viking, Goth, and Norman ancestors proud. They are just as adroit at looting and sacking as their ancestors, only they do it in so many other ways undreamed of by their savage forefathers. The psychopathic elites use certain tricks to dupe us and make us think other humans are our enemies or pose serious threats to us so we will readily acquiesce to being cannon fodder in their wars of conquest and hegemony. They use a propaganda formula to justify their wars and conquests. Here are just a few of the media mind control and propaganda tricks they employ. Atrocity accusations. Accuse the other side of committing acts of gross indecency and atrocities that will shock and show the enemy to be subhuman. When values are broken badly, then this legitimizes extreme punishment and revenge. Examples, bombing a religious building or hospital, killing innocent victims, especially children. Hyperbolic inflations. Exaggerate the things they believe or have done to make them particularly terrible. Use generalization to turn one instance into something that happens all the time, or that one person is representative of everyone in their group. Use emphasis to make key things stand out. Example, taking the actions of one terrorist as representing the beliefs of everyone they claim to represent, describing injuries as horrific and, and mortal. Demonization and dehumanization make them appear as wholly bad in all ways without hope of redemption or conversion. Frame them as evil animals who seek only to destroy that which we hold dear. Examples. Comparing them with known demons such as Hitler or Pol Pot. Describing their actions as disgusting and abhorrent. Polarization. Contrast what we and they believe, say, and do. Show that they are not like us, putting them and us at opposite poles. Paint our people as glorious heroes in sharp contrast to their evil villains. Example, talk about how our people love God whilst theirs worship the devil. Contrast how they dress and how this is not like us. Divine sanction. Claim that what you are doing is either required or aligned with higher powers. Show you are more religious and that the holy people are on our side especially if both sides are of the same faith. Example, reinterpret the scriptures to justify your actions. Say you have conversed with God or a religious figure. Meta-propaganda. Use propaganda about propaganda. Show how they make things up and are deliberately trying to deceive whilst your messages are based on clear evidence. If you can destroy one piece of propaganda, then you can shape belief in everything else they do and say. Meta-propaganda is hence particularly powerful. Examples. Show how they have control of the media. Show video footage to support one's own claims. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash changingminds.org 
four slash techniques, four slash propaganda, four slash six tools, perception management, HTM. Keep in mind, this is a 24 hour, 365 day operation. This is how they condition us to go along with their wars. We can relate to all of this material because as African people, we have been and are still being targeted and the victims of every example I listed above. The U.S. mind control and propaganda machines are cranking up and humming along nice. Since its inception, the U.S. government has been at war with some other nation or group every year. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash wikipedia dot org wiki list of wars involving the United States. They have to ramp up the warmongering to keep us desensitized and uncritical of their bloodlust. Now it's Muslims, Vladimir Putin, and the Russians who are being demonized and targeted for scorn and antipathy. This is done so it will be easy to drop bombs, napalm, and depleted uranium on them when the ruling elites decide it's time for war. Don't believe the hype. Don't fall for the okie doke. Think for yourself. Seek out other sources of information. Then make up your own mind about current events and the world around you. This is my most recent From the Rampart. That was our most recent commentary. And as I said, you can see it on my blog, From the Rampart. You can also see it uh, from uh, Before It's News. There are several Ning platforms such as WACP TV. The Blacklist Pub, Harambe, LIB, and uh, I think it's Reaching Out. I think that's 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 the last one. And so we encourage you to go up there and read them and to open your mind to a different reality than the one that the corporatist monopoly mind control apparatus intends for us to live in there false matrix and their stultifying worldview. The same day we met with Dr. Stanley L., we also were at uh, a, the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, the South Jersey chapter, and they have a new president. Her name is... Uh, <clears throat> Clara Lyons D. Vaughn, and we interviewed her about the organization, and we're going to share that interview with you and then close out the program. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Mrs. Lyons D. Vaughn. Okay, and you're the president of the South Jersey NARAP Board, Board of Realtors. Okay, how old is the organization? The organization was started, wow, back in 1942, prior mm. to the National Association of Real Estate. And one of the things that's been a point of contention is they wanted our name. We had the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. We went to court. We won. Mm -hmm. and but so you they were became, the realtist, though, right? We were the realtist, but it was the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. Right. So they became the National Association of Realtors, mm -hmm. and we kept the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. Okay. Years ago, I had realtors from Philly on my radio program, so that was a, a bone of contention. Indeed. They had to explain the difference. Indeed. Um, about how many members do you have? Here in the South, South Jersey, Jersey. Ch chapter, we have almost 40 members. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you cover from what, Trenton to... Oh my goodness. There We have a new chapter actually in Trenton that just mm -hmm. started this year. Okay. So people who are kind of central or more, more north between here 
in um, North Jersey because we have a chapter in North Jersey as well. Okay. Go to the Trenton okay. chapter now. All right. mm-hmm. Now, do you uh, do your members? Uh, obviously, from what I can see, your members cover the whole gamut of the industry. Indeed. So, um, you you have. Uh, Title search people. You have real, real, real estate agents. You have mortgage. Home inspectors. Home inspectors. Attorneys. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, We even at one time had people who did clean-outs of properties. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you do? Do you have contractors that that help you transition? You know, because when I transition, the lawyer who's handled the estate for us, had a real estate agent, and she had people to come in and fix up so we could sell it because her grandkids wanted to sell it. Oh, indeed, indeed. Um, Right now we don't have any contractors who are members of the Mm -hmm. South Jersey chapter, but in our network of people we definitely have that service. Okay, Mm -hmm. all right. You meet regularly? We meet once a month Mm -hmm. on the third Wednesday of the month. Okay, mm-hmm. and it rotates throughout the region. Throughout the surf, right, because we have people in the Burlington County area, the Gloucester County area, the Camden County area, so we kind of rotate between those three counties. Right. Now, what do you do in the community to let the community know that you're here and so that you can uh, reinforce your presence in in as a business person, oh, as business indeed, people. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. We have something called the State of Housing in Black America, mm-hmm. and it's a series of home buyer workshops that people can, from the community can come and oh, participate. Okay, okay. They can do financial literacy. Mm-hmm. In fact, the next one is scheduled in Newark uh, on the 23rd of this month. Okay. 25th of this month. This is Saturday. So they, they're like every quarter or something like that? Or? No, usually the State of Housing in Black America is once a year. We also go, like, we have it across the country mm-hmm. during our Realty Suite. And last year, we actually had, um, we did it with a, a black caucus. So we went to Washington, D.C.C. Okay. So we met the president. Okay. Yeah. It was really, uh, it was actually pretty phenomenal because we, we went to the legislature to get support for the initiatives that we're doing in the organization. Okay. Um, aside from that, do you do, like, seminars, workshops? for community groups, the fraternal organizations, uh, mm-hmm. education to, re- to recruit young people into the, into the uh, mm-hmm. industry? Um, we have been doing workshops through our members. Mm-hmm. So what essentially happens are the members just about every month uh, in each of the different we have a wide array of organizations that are represented in mm-hmm. in here, not just one. Right, right. right. So the workshops happen through that, and mm-hmm. that's how we get the word out about NARAB as an organization as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a website that people can go up and find out what your upcoming events are, information, mm-hmm. how to become a member, how to get into the industry? Oh, yeah. www.narab.com is our national organization mm-hmm. website, and www.sjnarab.com is our local organization website. Okay. Now, if somebody called, they will get a uh, prompt response. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to call me, yes, they will. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah. but you have the inf- you'll have the information on there. They can either email you a call or whatever. Yeah, you know, we're just setting up a phone number that's associated specifically with the organization. Before mm-hmm. it was just an email address, which mm-hmm. gets us gets to us promptly, and we do mm-hmm. respond to email promptly. But there wasn't a specific phone number, oh, so we're just right. setting that up. Right. Okay. Uh, short as a president, what's your your term is how long? Two years. Okay. So yeah. where are you in, in that? 
the beginning. This okay. is my okay. what is this April fourth month of my term. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what 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 are your short term and long term goals for your administration? Um, one is what you've mentioned is really to get the organization branded in the community. We do a lot of things, but not enough people know about what we're right. doing. So I appreciate you doing this interview because it's another opportunity to get the information out about us as an organization that we exist and the types of things that we're doing, um, not just in the community, but also for the real estate and real estate professional mm -hmm. community. I don't think people realize that if it weren't for the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, one, they wouldn't be able to practice real estate mm -hmm. at all. I mean, we started that. So you did the fight to open it up? Democracy and housing right. is our objective. Correct. Um, the other is to provide educational opportunities for our members. So similar to what happened today, um, previously we've had people come in and talk about title issues. Um, next month we have someone coming and talking about the resources that are available to realtors through the National Association. So there's this huge database that people can um, find demographics. People are always asking, well, how are the schools? How are the neighborhoods? All of that demographic information is available to members, and a lot of people are not utilizing it. So we try to provide education that gives people more tools and skills so that they can be better at their craft. And so that's a, on my personal right. agenda. So you're doing on the professional short development also. Professional development is very important. Correct. Mm -hmm. right. Anything else that I haven't asked you that you think is important? that the public know about the organization? I think it's important to know that there are people who are advocating on behalf of the African-American community and um, just communities at large you know, to ensure that we have democracy and housing, to ensure that people can live anywhere that they want to live um, in this United States of America, and that as professionals, there's an organization that really not only supports people in doing business and being better in their business, mm -hmm but also in growing um, their network of people. I network across the United States based on my affiliation with this organization, and that's a, that's a big deal that I don't think people um, get, you know, how phenomenal that is in terms of how that grows their business. Uh, what about uh, during the financial crisis, our community, people, communities of color took a major hit. Yes, we did. And a lot of it was because we just didn't know. Uh, so are you doing a lot? You mentioned financial literacy. Are you doing any more so that people can be prepared and know about predatory lending, things like Indeed. that? Indeed. Um, there's something called housing education, um, HID, housing, it's the wrong name. It's a housing initiative. President Obama put out something where people who are going through foreclosure or going through short sales, actually there are resources for them to either keep their home mm -hmm. or to refinance their home or if they're having to transition, to have an easier transition process. So we offer actually an educational series to our members where they can get certified in that. And we do um, housing counseling for HUD. Mm -hmm. right? okay. And that's one of the educational certifications. For yep. people who are in that situation? Indeed. Okay. Indeed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Cyberspace is the place that no army with artillery invades. You've been listening to the Cyberspace Sanctuary, a safe house for your mind on the Blake Radio Network with Junius Ricardo Stanton. Thank you for logging on. We invite you 
to tune in again and engage in mental decolonization. Free your mind, the rest will follow. That no corporation incorporates, no denominations, faith dominates, and no court is going to try anything.